What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all filthy. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 96 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. The Burns are 11 and 1 baby after a dominant, dominant win over the Titans 35 to 10. A game that a lot of people were nervous about going into the Titans over the Eagles. Yes. And it was, I mean, because their run defense didn't look that great. Up until that point. And then Derrick Henry. Obviously, that was the biggest nerve-wracking thing. They held Derrick Henry to 30 yards total. So So he got nowhere. Yes. So super refreshing to see that. And I kind of look at that game, and I'm hoping that's like the tone that they're setting for the rest of the season, and they just keep that strong path. But going this week, they head to Rutherford. Is it Rutherford? New Jersey. East Rutherford? Yeah, something like that. They're going to New Jersey to play the Giants. They're going to New Jersey to play the New York Giants. Yeah. (laughs) They really are close, though. We drove by them the other day, like by the stadium when we were going up to Vermont. And literally the highway that we were on, like you look right and it's New York City. You look left and it's MetLife. So, like, they are really close. They are really close. But technically, they're still – it's still not – yeah, it's not. Uh-huh. It's a New oh. Jersey address. It's like the people that say they're Philadelphia and live in and then, Yeah, and they have a Westchester address. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> anyway, the, the Giants. They're 7-4-1. and one. They started off hot, but they have hot. been 1-3-1 and one since October 30th. So they took a loss, had their bye, and have been, what is that? one two and one since their bye week um their tie came last week against washington that was which i'm saying that kind of like it's washington even though we lost but yeah came last week against washington i mean the giants are still the giants dare i say it like i will say so okay daniel jones 15 total touchdowns this year, four interceptions and two fumbles. He is not turning the ball over like he used to. 
congratulations on that improvement. Um, that's where it stops. Yeah, to go along with that also, like even last week he was sacked four times. So their offensive line hasn't really helped him. He is doing pretty good on QB runs. And I think he's averaging like over six yards per carry when he decides to run the ball, which is just still so funny to me because I'll never forget when we first saw him and we're like, oh, Daniel Jones. And then he like ran like 80 yards for the touchdown or whatever. He or not touchdown, he fell. He, he fell before. The turf monster yeah. was out, out to get him. But he still ran like 80 yards on that or whatever. Something yeah. insane. But like, it's just crazy. At least it's not only us, but it's still just weird because he doesn't look like he'd be a Russian quarterback. But yeah, I mean, so. He doesn't look athletic. No, he doesn't. Exactly. He looks like a but goose. he looks like a true lanky white quarterback. That's what he looks like. Yes, 100%. But sneaky runs but so that's really the only thing that's still concerning they don't have any targets on that offense really Darius Slayton's really their only pass weapon that like you should have some fear over I feel like and then obviously Saquon but he's had injury issues poor Saquon I want so bad for him to be able to stay healthy and I really think he just needs a change of scenery but I don't think New York will ever let that happen I mean they'd be stupid too but yeah but for him yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like, they don't have, you know, <clears throat> they don't have much that scares you. And that, you know, I hope that's not naive to say. Like, obviously, you have to respect everybody in front of you. NFC East opponent, like, mm-hmm. have to take that seriously. Yes. Not that you ever take a game lightly in the NFL. Yes. But, you know, the Eagles defense played their best game on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. You know, like you said, held Derrick Henry to just 30 yards on 11 carries, stifled that entire offense. And, you know, they, and additionally, the other thing that I saw that I thought was really interesting and important to note is that Derrick Henry, who leads the league in broken tackles, didn't have a single broken tackle on Sunday either. So a huge credit to the Eagles defense and, you know, the way they were coached, the way they were played and, you know, get getting the job done with the opponent in front of them. Like, yeah. Well, and even just to go along with that. So obviously they completely shut down Henry, but they also got six sacks. So it's not even just them shutting down their biggest weapon. They were just on them and aggressive from the yeah. start. And that is just, I mean, I'm sure any team would love that, but that is such like Philly style football is just be aggressive and be a dog. And it was awesome to see them finally be that dominant because on paper, we've expected that all season. Right. So now it's just awesome to see it against a high level opponent. Right. And I do think that a big part of that were absolutely the moves that, that Howie Roseman made and bringing in Linval Joseph and Adamakan Sue just Mm -hmm. to be able to get, because Fletcher Cox is getting older and he can still be very effective, but if he's out there 98% of the snaps, like mm-hmm. he's going to get tired. I would get tired. So yeah. having those rotational pieces to constantly to like freshen up some of the bodies out there, it has clearly been an enormous boost for this defensive line. And they're finally starting to, you know, we said, you know, there's so much money on that defensive line and there's so many names on that defensive line that like at some point we we understand that the box score and the numbers and the stats don't always tell the full story. But at some point you just want to you, you just want those numbers. Right. And yeah. I think we're finally starting to get that a little bit more. I agree. And it's also nice because not only have Joseph and uh, Sue, like we've seen them step up and come to the plate. But just to your point against Fletcher, we've seen him dominate more. 
in the last couple games. So it's just spreading the wealth all over. And that's what you need when it comes down to four quarters of football, when it's going to be tight football. Right. So, you know, again, there aren't many huge big name threats on the opposite side of, of, of the ball for the defense. And then in terms of, you know, the other way, the giants defense there, you know, Leonard Williams and Adoree Jackson are both banged up. They're giving up 360 yards per game, which is 23rd in the NFL for comparison purposes. The Eagles are giving up less than 300 yards at 296 per game, which is second in the NFL. And, you know, they're, they're, allowing a lot on the ground and a lot through the air. They're really not great mm-hmm. on, on either side and, you know, allowed Taylor Heineke to, to dominate a little bit last week. So, you know, and I think that going into this week, like we, uh, we touched on it a little bit, like it's going to be competitive always is in the NFC East, you know, you can't take it lightly, but you really think that Jalen Hurts is going to go back to the Meadowlands and and not continue to play at the level he has been playing over the last couple of weeks, especially after that egg he laid there last year. Yep. Remember how and- bad he played and then didn't play the next time they were there They when they went up and played the Jets because he was hurt. So, you know, you think he's going to go back up there and, and not be the Jalen Hurts we've seen? Not even that, too. It's... So one, they're playing there where he had a terrible game. But then also, we play them like either the last or the second to the last game of the season for us. And if we perform how we should perform these last couple games, we may not even have him out there for long on that. So this might be his only time this year that he really gets to have that kind of redemption against the Giants. So I expect him to go off and obviously he knows that in his head and his team's going to try to help him out but I'd really I mean honestly at this point I don't know if Jalen really needs that extra motivation because he's been performing so well but you know he has that in the back of his mind sure and I think that you know they're just little I, I think in terms of the whole season has been the mo- that motivation in his mind. Like, I don't think he needs those like little things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he would ne- obviously, I don't think he would ever say before or after if he did, um, you know, cause yeah, like last week, right. Like AJ Brown downplayed the matchup and everything. And then afterwards was like, you know, I did have it circled on my calendar. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think that's. Well, you don't want to give on bulletin board material before the game either. So we've learned. Yeah. We've all learned. <laughs> so I just, I just think that, you know, he, he's just so locked in and he's been playing, you know, he even, there were a couple games that were like, not his best games of the season, but they weren't bad games by any stretch. And Mm -hmm. I just think that, you know, the, the Eagles are a complete football team. And last week I dare I say was one of the most complete games aside from the penalties, which good. Yeah. But aside from that, it was the best game that they have played all three phases together. And I can't tell you how long. I agree. Special teams hasn't been hot. Special teams hasn't been hot at all, really, this year. So that was the first time, like you said, in all three phases that we saw it complete. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will give our keys to the game, last-minute thoughts on the matchup, as well as our final score prediction. You are listening to The Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. 
What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into episode number 96 of Babes on Broad. Like we said before the break, we're going to the Giants this week. Jess, what are your keys to success for the birds? I think, you know, mine are just are very consistent. They're the same as always. And it's, you know, one of the strengths of this football team. Yes. And Ruby agrees. <laughs> um, after her first game last week, she saw the strengths of this team and she absolutely agrees. Um, <laughs> dominate the line of scrimmage. This, I mean, this game is well in the Eagles control if they dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. If the defense can make Daniel Jones a little bit uncomfortable, if they can force one of these turnovers that they're not doing a lot of this year, if the defense can do that, win the turnover battle a little bit, I think no problem there. Rattle Daniel Jones. This Eagles secondary is, I mean, they are are the dominant force on, you know, they're, they, they have the upper hand of that matchup. The Eagles wide receivers have the upper hand of their matchup mm-hmm. and the Eagles offensive line. Similarly, if you know, they're giving up a lot, a lot, a lot of yards in the run game as well. Give the ball to Miles Sanders. Let it happen. If, especially if Saquon plays, give the ball to Miles Sanders. Let Miles Sanders have his moment. He has been waiting for this moment since he came to the league because they, I don't even think they've been healthy at the same You're time. right. Because yeah, I was going to say because of injuries. Both That's of- crazy. I didn't even think of that. That's so surprising. let Miles Sanders have his moment. Just do it for me. Dominate the line of scrimmage and the Eagles are in control. It's simple, but it's effective. It no, is- I agree a hundred percent because like we said in the first half is when you pair these teams on paper, Eagles are by far the yes. better team and roster on paper. But with that being said, obviously division game, yes. you can never, ever, ever, go into a division game thinking it's going to be an easy win um one thing that always I kind of I think I might have mentioned this in the first part is Daniel Jones please do just not let him run on you because it's frustrating and I feel like it's one of those things as unathletic as he looks at all times somehow he ends up having a good rushing game against Philly so I really hope they just kind of control that a little bit come out dominant from the start and then watch the Saquon situation because I'm assuming he's going to play, but they did say that he was on IR now because of neck problems. So I don't know if that'll affect um, yeah, how he was just, much I, they was, He wasn't on the injury report for Wednesday, but he was on for Thursday. So I don't know if that happened in practice, if it's something yeah. that's tagging him. No, like, who knows? Everything I tried to look up quick um, before we started filming was basically everybody questioning the same thing is if it was a lingering thing from Sunday that wasn't reported or if it happened in practice, nobody really knows at this moment. So I'm sure we'll find out before this episode comes out. Cause that always happens. That's always what happens. Yes. Um, t- 10 minutes after we, we hit, you know, stop recording is what, when that's going to come out. But um, as of 1107 AM on Friday, December 8th, we don't know. Um, yeah. But 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're you're totally totally on. There's a couple things that if they get hot, they can be concerning. But the Eagles sh- should have the have the upper hand. You can never take yeah. it lightly. Every game in the NFL is a tough game. Any given Sunday, we talked about that a lot last year, especially with that the wild way that the league was going. And I mean, you can see anything, even just by the Thursday night game last night, right? Like Baker Mayfield was a Ram for twenty four for forty eight hours and led a ninety eight yard game winning drive. Like, yeah, that was nutty. I will say, if I'm a betting woman on this game, I really like because obviously I am a betting woman. Yeah, I was say, you, you are a betting woman. Yes, Not I am a betting are. woman. Um. I really like Daniel Jones to throw an interception on this one. I think that's the best bet for this game. There's a lot of good Sam, bets. I love game. that bet. Yes, I really like that. I could just just because I think we're playing so complete. And if we take from last week and put it into this this week, which I said earlier, I think it's really is going to be just um, that really turning point and setting the tone for the rest of the season after playing the Titans. So I think it really is just going to be our defensive line putting pressure on him. And I think he is going to try to be somewhat of a hero. And I can just see him a couple times trying to throw the ball away while he's getting hit. And our secondary is just everywhere and our defense is everywhere. And somebody's going to pick it off. I see yeah. it. So Daniel Jones say, interception. I think that weirdly one of the Eagles potential advantages. So they have a couple of linebacker injuries, which could end up leading to either Nicobe Dean starting this week or seeing a lot of Nicobe Dean again. I think with his speed, we have less to worry about with Daniel Jones breaking off a longer run because Nicobe Dean can cover. I don't know if you, there was one, I forget who tweeted it, but I saw a tweet of like, just how far it actually might've been Victor Williams. He might've tweeted it out. Like you see how much ground this man covers in like three and a half seconds. It's insane how fast this kid is. Yeah. So if, and the power he also has, he was, he tackled Derrick Henry with one arm (laughs) at one point on Sunday. If he is in the game, I am actually a lot less concerned about Daniel Jones, like, you know, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles with his legs, but obviously yeah. even Ryan Tannehill broke off a couple, like mm-hmm. get them the first down. Right. Um, and keep a drive alive here and there. I think that with Nicobe Dean on the field, that threat is, is neutralized immensely. Yeah. I love that. That's a great point. So let's hope that happens. But with that, yeah, we almost, I was going to say, we almost didn't say our score. So yes, I think it is going to be a big game. I think we will let up some, scores to the Giants but I think our offense is just going to I love what you said about say I mean not Saquon Miles going against Saquon um but I really think that we see a lot in the air from the birds too so I think it's going to be quite high scoring for them I'm going 33 to 20. That's so funny our our are we getting more like mentally in sync after four years or are we just smarter I don't know what I could be all of the above who knows um, but my score is like very similar to yours. I, I, because I feel the same way. I think that the Eagles are just putting up points. Their offense is clicking on all cylinders. And I think the defense is playing really well and they are going to continue to to play well and play together and continue to build on what, what they have so far. I, again, agree with you. I think the giants are probably going to score a couple of times, you know, knowing an NFC East game, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, going into halftime, it's a really, it's a close game. Um, and the majority of the Giants points are in the first half. Um, but I, I'm, I'm with you. I see like a 30 to 18 kind of, kind of ordeal. So I love it. Let's hope. Let's hope. And you know what? 
I, I just, I, I weirdly feel good about it. Dare I say that? I probably regret that, but I don't, not that the Giants don't, I mean, the Giants don't really scare me, but again, you need to respect everybody in front of you, but ultimately. No, and the, the Eagles know that one, they're just getting downright disrespected by national media with everybody choosing the Cowboys to win the NFC over them. Not even NFC East, like NFC. Um, But so they know they're getting disrespected. And they also know that game on Christmas Eve is going to be huge. So they quite literally don't have room to drop any of these. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to come out with a vengeance. I agree. I agree. And I just, yeah, I I think that in 2017, the Eagles did get a lot of that national recognition and they did get a lot of the, Oh, look out for the Eagles. But right now I feel like, I don't know why they aren't getting any of, of that respect. And um, I love the underdog mentality. Yeah. Do not, do not disrespect the Philadelphia Eagles. They will make you pay. Like just don't. It's, it's, it's bad for you, honestly, at this point, but I, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, in a, like a quote good game in the first half, but the Eagles are going to run away with this one. I agree. I agree. hundred percent. That's our episode for the day. Thank you for listening to episode 96 of babes on broad as always. Thank you to SB nation and bleeding green nation for hosting our show. We'll be back early next week to recap the game, which again, we hope is a nice win to bring us to, to 12 and one. The Eagles can also, I'm pretty sure clinch their playoff spot if they win this week. Correct. I don't know about that. I didn't hear that, but it wouldn't surprise me. I think forget if there was something else that needed to happen I don't remember if there was a second like if one they win someone else loses but I I'm pretty sure uh, don't quote me on that but I I'm pretty sure there's I mean it makes sense because they'd have a five game lead over at least over the Giants yeah I think Ruby's telling me that it it Ruby's saying that it's true they can clinch the playoffs (laughs) that is true she heard it and So we're going to go with that. And if we're wrong, um, blame the baby. So (laughs) make sure you're paying attention to all the socials for everything going on on BGN. Make sure you're tuning in for all the good stuff we have coming at you after the show or after the game, excuse me, all week this week. But we will talk to you next week. Go Birds. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.